Spencer will be played by Adam Driggers. Judge Thornton will be played by Sam Factoro. Laura Thornton will be played by Casey Moore. Margaret Cummings will be played by Yulia Kirilova. Dr. Fletcher will be played by Cassidy Cook. Policeman will be played by Elizabeth McIrvin. And this is all produced under the direction of Elizabeth McIrvin. And now, friends, tonight's story is a triangle tale concerning a man, a woman, and a murderer. You've heard it said that those who laugh last laugh best, but we're going to prove that it never pays to get into a laughing contest with a ghost, because ghosts always get the last laugh. (laughs) I know he's dead. His body's been in the grave for weeks, and yet although I tell myself it's impossible, I can hear him laugh. That raucous, mocking sound haunts me. Same laugh that I heard for the first time in the courtroom. He'd never laughed during all the weeks of the trial, never even smiled. But this day, when he came before me for sentencing... John Spencer, you have been found guilty of murder in the first degree. Do you wish to make a statement before sentence is imposed? I killed Hicks. I'm willing to admit it now, but he was no good. He got just what he deserved, and everybody knows it. I'm not a killer. I never committed a crime before, and all I ask now is a chance. John Spencer, the jury took all that into consideration when it recommended life imprisonment. However, I have the power to ignore that recommendation. It is my firm conviction that to allow one man to take the law into his own hands is to encourage others to do likewise. I therefore override the recommendation of the jury and sentence you to be hung by the neck until dead. No! Judge, please! I've got a girl. We were going to be married. All I ask is to live so I can see her once in a while. You should have thought of that before you committed murder. It's easy for you to tell me what I should have done, but you won't always be on top. Maybe someday you'll be down here where I am. When that happens... I hope they throw the book at you just like you're doing to me. Bailiff, remove the prisoner. Won't I be laughing when that happens? Wherever I am, I'll be laughing fit to bust. (laughs) Same old story. Prisoner pleads innocence or guilty with good cause. Asks mercy. When clemency is refused, condemned man curses judge and hopes the judge will someday find himself in a similar plight. 
Spencer's outburst failed to move me in the slightest. I'd heard it many times before. I went home to forget about the Spencer case. Richard, is that you, Richard? Yes, dear. I'll come in as soon as I've freshened up. Come right now. I've been waiting all day. Surely it's not too much to ask. All right, all right, Laura. I'm coming. Richard, I want you to meet my new nurse, Margaret Cummings. This is Judge Thornton, Miss Cummings. How do you do? Miss Cummings? Haven't we met before? That's hardly likely. It's probably my face. It's so ordinary. On the contrary, Miss Cummings. I should say your face is rather unusual. Richard, suppose you stop that silly chatter about faces and talk to Miss Cummings about her duties. Very well. Come into my study, Miss Cummings. We can talk better there. There's not much to say, really. In the first place, my wife's heart condition isn't really dangerous. Yes, I gathered that from Dr. Fletcher. Oh, he told you about my wife, eh? Oh, yes. Yes. You're a professional person, nurse, and I believe in frankness. It makes things easier. My wife is 11 years my senior, getting on past middle age. She uh, is a bit worried. Not that I give her any grounds for it. Jealous, you understand? Perfectly. She's not an easy person to get along with. You'll have to humor her. I'll do my best. And, uh, Miss Cummings? Yes? I was just wondering where it was that I saw you before. It escapes me. You know, Miss Cummings, your face is rather haunting. That was how it began. We played a game during those first few weeks. I would ask, Miss Cummings, where was it that I first saw you? Don't you remember yet? No, I don't. Well, I do. And someday, if you're nice, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) We would laugh together. Having the girl in the house made me feel young again. It didn't last. It ended one evening in Laura's room. Richard? Yes, dear? Put down that newspaper. I want to talk to you. I'm listening. Don't you think you're going a bit too far, Richard? Too far? What do you mean? I may be a bedridden invalid, but there is a limit. You're jumping to ridiculous conclusions, Laura. Ridiculous, am I? I suppose you'll deny you're in love with Miss Cummings. That you've been carrying on with her right under my nose. Certainly I'll deny it. I've got eyes, Richard. I've seen you two whispering together. I've watched how you look at her. Oh, you're talking utter nonsense. There's nothing between me and Miss Cummings. Nothing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well then, I'll give you a chance to prove what you say. I don't want Miss Cummings here. Dismiss her. You want me to dismiss her? Yes, Richard, I do. Miss Cummings, I... Well, this is going to be rather unpleasant. You see, my wife... Yes, I know. She wants me to leave. Yes. How did you know? I couldn't help overhearing the conversation. Well, then you also know why she wants you to leave. Yes. But you warned me when I first came here that she was jealous. It's been very pleasant having you here. Thank you. I'm going to miss you. Uh, Miss Cummings, can I have your home address? Of course. Why do you want it? I hope you won't think me presumptuous, but... Well, perhaps we might be able to see each other. No, it wouldn't be wise, but I might as well face it. I couldn't hide it from Laura, and now I can't hide it from myself. I love you, Miss Cummings. (laughs) That night, I heard Spencer's laugh for the first time since this day in the courtroom. I set it down as a figment of the imagination, born out of a feeling of guilt due to my disloyalty to Laura. I put it out of my mind. I had other things to think about. 
The slip of paper with Margaret Cummings' address on it was in my pocket. A dozen times during the next week, I picked up the telephone to call her, but something held me back. It was fear, I guess. Fear that if I saw her again, I would be taking a final, irrevocable step. But then I couldn't stand it any longer without seeing her. I dialed her number. Hello? Is that you, Margaret? Yes. Who is this? This is Richard. Richard? Judge Thornton. Oh, hello. How are you? It's been so long I thought you'd forgotten me. There's little chance of that. Could I see you tonight, Margaret? Yes, of course. Come over as soon as you like. I dressed carefully, examining myself in the mirror. I saw a tall man, still on the right side of 50, still trim in figure and distinguished in appearance. When I got to Margaret's apartment, my heart was beating fast, like a boy on his first date. Somehow, I don't know quite how it happened. She was in my arms. I was kissing her. Oh, Richard. My darling. Oh, no. We're being foolish. Sit down, darling. Here, beside me. Like this? That's perfect, Margaret. Would you marry me? Mary, you can't be serious. I was never more earnest in my life. Aren't you forgetting a little detail? No, I'm not forgetting about Laura. She has a weak heart. She may die. And if she dies... I wouldn't count on it. Your wife takes very good care of herself. She may live to be a hundred. But if she should die, would you marry me? I don't know. It's not fair to ask me now. Not while your wife is still alive. Ask me later. Oh, Richard? Did you have a pleasant evening at the club? I didn't go to the club, Laura. Uh, No? No. I lied to you. I spent the evening with Margaret Cummings. Richard! You were right. I'm in love with her. I never knew what love meant before. I can't live without her. You're mad. You don't know what you're saying. I want a divorce, Laura. Divorce? No! I want it immediately. You can't do this to me! Oh, my heart! What? Now see what you've done! Laura? Oh, uh, the shock! My pills, Richard! Give them to me! Hurry, hurry, Richard! (sighs) I knew she was pretending the heart attack, helping to play on my sympathy. This time, I would pretend until I was ready to act. I gave her the pills, watched her take them, and sink back on the pillow. Oh, thank you, Richard. Feel better now? Yes, dear, much better. I don't know what I would have done without you here. I would have died. Oh, Richard, say you didn't mean what you said before. Don't you see? I couldn't go on living without you. You won't have to, Laura. Then you won't leave me for that girl? I'll take care of you. Here, let me make you more comfortable. Your pillow needs rearranging. Yes, it does. Richard, what are you doing? I'm fixing this pillow. Lie still. Stop twisting around. This isn't much different from a heart attack. Laura, she's dead. Hello, Dr. Fletcher. Yes? Uh, this is Judge Thornton. Please come quickly, doctor. My wife has had a, a heart attack. It happened during an argument, hmm? It was nothing important, Doctor. Just a domestic quarrel. And suddenly she had the attack. I I gave her the pills, but by that, well, 
by that time it was too late. Well, that's too bad. If I'd only known that her condition had become so dangerous. Oh, Judge, you've nothing to reproach yourself for. These things happen. Well, you take care of the formalities, Doctor? Oh, yes, of course. The, the, the death certificate? I'll list the cause as failure of the heart. There was no need to act the part of the stricken husband after Dr. Fletcher left. I stood looking down at Laura's body. She was dead, and Dr. Fletcher's certificate would clear me of any suspicion of murder. I was free, free to marry Margaret. I walked to Margaret's apartment that night. The street was dark, empty. I had the uncomfortable feeling that I was being watched, followed. Then I heard footsteps behind me. I hurried my pace. The man behind me did likewise. Frightened as I was, I decided to stop and confront the follower. He came toward me, his face and figure shadowy in the dark. What do you want? Why are you following me? You ought to know, Judge Thornton. Who are you? Come closer so I can... John Spencer! It can't be! You're dead! Dead, am I? Well, you ought to know, Judge. <laughs> Now take it easy, mister. Take it easy. Just tell me what happened. I was being followed, officer, so I turned around to see who it was. The man following me was a dead man. He was a... what's that? The man following me is dead. I know he's dead, officer. I ought to run you in. You're crazy. I had intended to tell Margaret that Laura was dead. I meant to ask her to marry me, but the encounter on the street drove those thoughts out of my mind. Arriving at her apartment, I went directly to the window and looked out. And there, across the street, leaning against the wall, I saw John Spencer. Richard, I'm insulted. What? You didn't kiss me. You haven't even said hello. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, dear. But that man across the street, he can't be real. And yet, if he isn't... What man, Richard? Don't you see him? No, there is no one across the street. He... He was there a moment ago. I turned my head to talk to you, and now he's gone. Darling, you're trembling. You must be sick. Don't look at me like that. Richard, what's the matter? I... I guess I am sick. I'd better go and have a talk with Dr. Fletcher. Yes, I remember the Spencer case very well, Judge Thornton. You could have spared Spencer's life, but didn't. And now you imagine that he follows you. Yes, but the man is dead. Then it was his ghost that followed me. His ghost I spoke to. His ghost that laughs. There are no ghosts, Judge Thornton. With one exception. The ghosts we carry about inside us. What do you mean? These things you hear and see. These are hallucinations. Brought on by feelings of guilt. Spencer's been dead for weeks. So the question is, why should you experience guilt feelings at this late date? I don't know. Well, psychiatry has an explanation. Quite often in such cases, one refuses to pay, face the guilt object and transfers his guilt feelings to some other person. What are you driving at? I'm suggesting that your guilt feelings are not caused by the Spencer incident. And I'm going to ask you a blunt question. Did you murder your wife? Why, of all the idiots! Now, just a moment, Judge. Just a moment. I've been rather uneasy about the circumstances of Mrs. Thornton's death. But you yourself diagnosed it as a heart attack. I accept what you told me that night. Examination of body did indicate such conclusion, yes. But your wife's cardiac condition was mild. 
Now your guilt feelings lead me to suspect that This it- murder talk is ridiculous. Were there any signs of struggle, any marks of violence? Of course not. Mrs. Thornton might have been... Suffocated. Oh, nonsense. Perhaps. At any rate, I intend to recommend to the coroner that an autopsy be performed. An autopsy? Yes. It would determine whether or not death was due to suffocation. You should have no objection, if I'm mistaken. You meddling fool. Judge Thornton, put down that paperweight. You're so clever. Stay away from me. Ah! Ah! I've gone too far now to stop at another murder. No! 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 I'd lost my head. I should have agreed to the autopsy. That would have given me a day or two in which to plan my escape, but now as things were, it would only be a matter of time or hours before Fletcher's body was discovered. My thoughts twisted and turned in panic. Maybe someday you'll be down here where I am. Wherever I am, I'll be laughing fit to bust. (laughs) I ran. Ran like a frightened child. I needed help, and there was no one to turn to. Margaret, she loved me. She'd help me. I went to Margaret and told her what had happened. You killed your wife? For you, so we could be married. And then Dr. Fletcher? I had to kill him, Margaret. He was going to recommend an autopsy. Why did you come here? We've got to run away. We still have an hour or two. We could charter a plane to Canada or Mexico. What makes you think I'd run away with you? I uh, I thought you'd love me. Don't be stupid. I'm going to turn over to the police. Margaret, you can't mean that. Can't I? Just watch me. Margaret, listen. Before you pick up that phone, even if you don't love me, even if you won't go away with me, give me a chance. Have mercy. <laughs> you make me laugh. Judge Thornton, who never gave anybody else a break, pleading for mercy. Well, turn around and ask the man behind you for mercy. Behind me? That's right. Spencer! John Spencer! Take another look, Judge. No, no, you're not John Spencer. There's a resemblance, but you're not John Spencer. I'm his brother. You're the man that was following me. That's right. I was tricked. Led on by Margaret to kill my wife and forced by you to betray myself to Dr. Fletcher. But why? Why, Margaret? Why did you do this? For revenge. Revenge? Yes. The first day I came to your house, you thought my face was familiar. Well, now I'll tell you where it was you first saw me. It was in the courtroom at John Spencer's trial. Courtroom? Yes. 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 Remember how he begged for mercy. He told you he had a girl. That he was engaged to be married. And you could have given his life. But you sustained him to death. Were you this girl? Yes. Spencer, did he know about this? All this was his plan. His revenge. Hello, operator. Give me police headquarters. I want to report a murder. Yes, that's right, a murder. Tell them it's very important to get here as soon as they can. I'm waiting now for the police to come. For the trial. For the sentence which I know will be death. As I wait, my thoughts go back to the courtroom. You won't always be on top. Maybe someday you'll be down here where I am. And when that happens, I'll be laughing. <laughs> 
Well, Judge Thornton certainly misjudged Margaret Cummings, which was a grave mistake. Why, he didn't have the ghost of a chance with her. She double-crossed him right into the graveyard. Oh, a word of caution. If you must commit a murder, be sure to select the proper weapon. I suggest a sharp-edged axe, because it provides you with a handy alibi. When the police want to know why you did it, you can claim the killing was accidental. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is, again, your host, Brian Rubinow, to welcome you through a different squeaking door. We're here tonight to hear another story, very similar to the one we've already heard, full of murder, betrayal, deceit, probably some more murder, and who knows what else, because everything everything you're you're about about to hear hear will be completely completely improvised. Spencer will be played by Tez Yancey. Judge Thornton will be played by Stephen Flowers. Laura Thornton will be played by Kat Alter. Margaret Cummings will be played by Rachel Helen. Dr. Fletcher will be played by Meredith Dillon. Policeman will be played by Jonathan Dunn. And this is all produced under the direction of Elizabeth McIrvin. We bring you now a sordid tale full of people with grand aspirations and short tempers, uh, big goals, and not necessarily the critical faculties to achieve those goals. We present you now tonight's story. <laughs> I I know he's totally dead, but I hear his laugh all the time. I sentence him to death myself, and yet still his creepy laughter haunts my dreams. Wait, you're sentencing me already? I'm being uh, sentenced? That's uh, right, I did it. I confess. I confess I snapped. I just misplaced my 1930s bowler edition fedora. I snapped. I confess. You gonna give me life in prison, are you? Uh, okay, hey, John Spencer, yes, that's right, you kind of jumped the gun on me. You are, uh, hereby convicted of first-degree murder, but I guess Connor stole my thunder there. Um, yes, uh, thank you for confessing, but it's kind of pointless. The jury has already convicted you, and, um, they they recommended life imprisonment, but I have the power to overturn it. What? I'll take it. Does that mean freedom? Is that what you want? Yes, even though I confessed, I want freedom, yes. Is there like a particular reason that you want to be free? Yes, I have a new girlfriend. We've been dating for three weeks. Oh, okay. I have a whole life ahead of me. Well, like I said, I can overturn it, but I believe that to let one man go free and commit a violent crime is to set a bad example. So I commit you to hang from a rope until you're dead. Oh, no. No, my name is John Spencer, not John Doe. No, don't do this to me. Too late. Bang, bang, bang. It's done. 
Well, I guess that's it. That's right. That's it. Anything to say for yourself? John Spencer? I guess my three-week relationship is over. Yep. Uh, cool. You're not gonna... There's no, gonna be no repercussions for me on this one, huh? I tried. I tried already. I, 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 went, I opted for life. But you're giving me death. That's right. Makes you pretty mad at me, huh? <laughs> Boy, you're really rubbing this in, aren't you? Uh, Are you yeah, finding this funny, do you? professional. <laughs> just... Just want to make sure you're not gonna you got a man's some, life in your hands. Do some crazy vow of personal revenge against me or anything like that. But it sounds like you're not. So I guess we're totally well, cool. Maybe that's for me to find out and you to know, or no, the opposite. It kind of okay. feels like you're baiting him into it. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Forget I said anything. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a great idea, though. Thanks. I'll think about it. A bailiff, take this man away. <laughs> Same old story. A man convicted of death. Uh, just kind of accepts it and grumbles as he's taken away by the bailiff. <laughs> Another case in the bag for old Judge Thornton. I walked home to see my ugly wife. <laughs> Richard! Hey. hey, Laura. Richard, come in the bedroom! If I have to. <laughs> what is it? Richard, I want you to meet my new nurse, Margaret Cummings. Yes, Dick, her last name is Cummings. Oh, my goodness. Hello. A pleasure to meet you, Mrs. Cummings. Well, how do you do? Good. Now, hey, have I seen you somewhere before? Probably. I can't put my finger on it. Could be a lot of places, really. Okay. That makes sense. Well, Richard, uh, stop talking about her face. I mean, she's plain and I'm much prettier, right, babe? I, I don't think he said anything about my face. I didn't, but now that you bring it up, she's super <laughs> hot. <laughs> anyway, uh, Margaret, why don't you lay down since you're all sick and stuff? I'm going to take the hot nurse into my study to talk about what her duties are. Oh, yeah, please do. Now, I just, I want you to know I take this job real seriously. I'm going to take real good care of your wife. Okay, that's good. She needs someone to take care of her because I don't know if you noticed, but she's sickly, annoying, bedridden, and kind of unattractive. So you're going to really need to put your A game on because she sucks. (laughs) I did notice her cuticles were a little bit dry. So I could do something about that if What's you like. What's a cuticle? <laughs> it's just the it's the curvy part above your nail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be whatever you do. Anyway, she's got a heart condition. I don't know if the doctor told you that already. Yeah, they they tend to keep the nurses pretty informed about those things. So yeah. Okay, great. Hey, man, I keep thinking. Uh, I really feel like I've seen you somewhere before. Wink. <laughs> that became our game. <laughs> I would see her around the house, weeks would pass, and I would say, hey, haven't I seen you somewhere before? And she would wink at me and say wink at the same time. Uh, Things were going great. Richard? What? Richard, come in here. Uh, What what is it, Laura? God. Hey, nice cuticles. (laughs) me my beautiful face, Richard, okay? Oh, Stop looking oh, at me in my God. cuticles. I'd rather look anywhere but your face. What do you want? I wanted 
wanted to talk to you about my nurse, Margaret, Margaret Cummings. Oh, yeah. That's me, Wink. <laughs> hey, Margaret, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that you've been looking at her a lot, and I've seen the flirty way you talk to her, and I don't like it. What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, no. I don't like it at all. I may be an invalid. I may be barren. Yeah, I'm keep going. <laughs> I may have a prolapsed anus, but I'm your wife. Tell me something I don't know. I'm your wife, and you love me. And if you don't have a crush on this girl, then I'm sure you won't have a problem firing her. Yep, I said it. Uh, you, you want me to fire Margaret? Sure do. Man, okay, you got me there. I'll have to put my money where my mouth is. Um, okay, here I go. Margaret. Yeah? You're fired. Damn it. I mean, I kind of already knew. You knew? How? Yeah, I had my ears and my fake tits pushed up against the door. Just now? You were listening? Yeah. Oh, so then you know why I have to fire you. Yeah. Because, uh... Uh, you know, I mentioned this in passing. My wife gets really jealous. Yeah, it's probably the boner that's always shown when I walk in the room. That might have oh, something to do with it. You noticed that? It, I mean, it's hard to miss, I'll uh, be honest. Yeah, because, yeah, right. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, wink. anyway, uh, right. So you're totally fired. Uh, I'm sorry about it. Um, hey, this crazy question. Sure, yeah. Could you give me your personal home address? <laughs> I mean, that seems like a totally logical, reasonable thing to ask for. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah, sure. Perfect, because I was thinking we should start seeing each other sometimes. Like in what way? Um, I'll just say it. I can't hide it from my wife, and clearly I can't hide <laughs> it from you, because I got this huge boner. <laughs> honey, so I, I keep this. hearing bone, the it's word not, boner. It's, it's, it's medical, honey, sweetie. Oh, Go back okay. to bed. I'm gonna go back to bed now. Anyway, I got this enormous boner and I can't hide it anymore. I love you, Margaret. What? And I want to be with you, so I'm just gonna um, give me your phone number and your personal address and I think we should we should uh, start doing this thing. What do you say? I mean, I guess I say okay. Yeah, seems like the only option here. Sparks had flown and uh, 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 she gave me her phone number and I kept it in my pocket. And that night I, I went to bed, um, but I couldn't fall asleep because I kept hearing something. What was it? <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's right. That, yeah. For the first time since uh, the sentencing, I, I heard uh, the voice of, of John Spencer laughing uh, I couldn't, I didn't know why I heard his voice. Was it because of my guilt over planning on cheating on my wife? No, that's crazy. I walked around for weeks with um, Margaret's number in my pocket, but I didn't want to call her. What sort of man had I become? I still felt loyalty to my wife. I fretted over it for some time. Um, uh, uh, but then I, was, uh, I, then I was just like, fuck it, and I called her. <laughs> Margaret, hello, it's me. Hey there. Richard. Uh, Richard. Judge Thornton. Oh, sexy, hey. Uh, hey, what's up? Um, I, wanted, I want to come see you. Uh, like in my house? Yeah. Well, I mean, I gave you the address. Okay. Um, when, are, when are you free? 
I mean, since you fired me, I have a lot of free time. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, um, hey, tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll come see you right now. Perfect. I'm on my way. Okay. Okay, talk to you later. Okay. Talk to Okay. Oh, ding dong. Hey. Margaret, it's me. I, I can see that. You're Judge right here. Richard yeah. Thornton. <laughs> yeah, you're right here. Wow, you're even lovelier in the privacy of your own home. Hey, thank you. Suddenly she was in my arms. I don't know how it happened, but we were totally making out. It, it was a blur. There was a lot of tongue. It was a little bit sloppy. Um, mostly okay. Yeah, man, it was great. Oh, Most, oh, mostly yeah. okay. I was loving it, and I could tell she was too. Yeah, it was really just fine. She was so into me, probably because I'm a judge. <laughs> but then I, 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 I decided to just tell her to sit down. Margaret, uh, have a seat. Yes, sir. Listen, like I said, I love you, and I'm ready for the next step. Will you marry me? Well, wow. I mean, yeah, I've always wanted to get married. Never done that before. But uh, you kind of have this thing called a wife. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, hey, you know what? She's got that heart condition. What if, crazy idea, what if she was dead? Would you marry me then? Well, I mean, like her heart condition's really not that bad. It's like mostly fine. Kind of yeah. like you're kissing. Well, but What? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, okay. nothing. Okay. Well, hey. I mean, and on, honestly, I was like a pretty freaking awesome nurse. Like, I took yeah, really, yeah, I took really good care of her until you gave me the. Sorry so, uh, again about that. Yeah, she probably isn't going to die anytime near soon. Up. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but if she did, would you marry me? Like, I can't really say yes because it's definitely not going to happen. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> I totally get what you're getting at. Wait. Yeah, I I'm picking up what you're putting down, Margaret. Okay, well, I'm going to go home and talk to my uh, my uh, uh, unhealthy wife. Yeah, she, I mean, she's really mostly okay. Nope, she's on the verge of death. See you later. <laughs> Laura. Oh, hi, honey. How was the club? I wasn't, at, I wasn't at the fucking club, Laura. <laughs> Oh, what were you doing? I was making out with that hot nurse, Margaret. That's right. I lied to you. I went over there and we made out and she was super into it. And uh, was, it was she into it? I'm sure she just thought it was she, fine. She was, she was in, I can tell she was into it. Anyway, um, I wanted, I want a divorce so I can get married to Margaret. Oh, are you crazy? You can't get a divorce from me. You're going to get a divorce from a woman who is an invalid with a heart condition yeah. and who has a prolapsed anus. You're yes. just going to do that? You're only making my case for me. Oh, oh, my heart. I'm, I'm having a heart attack. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. I'd seen this bullshit before. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, get me my pills. I'm having a heart attack. Oh, blah, God. Blah, blah, Oh, God. Every week, heart attack this, heart attack that. It got tiring, but I played along with their silly game until I was ready to act. Here's your pills, Laura. Oh, thank you, my husband. <laughs> oh, hmm. Yeah, your heart attack prevention pills. Oh. Take them up. Thank God I have you. Here, have you it. saved my life. Uh, you can trust me. Have a seat. I love you, babe. I love you, too. <laughs> Here, just get nice and comfortable on this couch. Oh, yeah? Are you going to lay down next to me? Are we going to do it? Um, do it. Not, uh, f uh, first, I'm just going to fix your pillow. <laughs> okay. 
This is, this pillow looks a little. Um, you know how sometimes you lay on it and it gets uh, warm and you flip it over oh, to the cold mm-hmm. side. Yeah, that's all I'm doing. Oh, nice. Just innocent, gonna fix your pillow. <laughs> oh, is this sexual? <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, that's I can't right. Breathe. It's oh. just like having a fucking heart attack, oh. isn't it, Laura? That's right. Oh. Fixing your pillow. Stop squirming. Oh my. my anus. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's even worse than before. Uh, don't look. Uh. Oh, 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 I'm dead. She was dead. Uh, things had gone perfectly. I would just have to, now she was out of the way, and I could be with Margaret. Um, I, uh, I just had to get a, a doctor to m- declare the body as dead. Hey, uh, it's Dr. Fletcher. What's up? Hey, Dr. Fletcher, my wife is dead. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> yeah, she died of a heart attack. You know, she had that condition. Yeah, I heard it wasn't that bad. Oh, it was, it was pretty bad. She, last time she, I saw her, she seemed to be in fine health. No, 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 no. Well, she's gotten worse since then. She's got a lot worse, and, and tonight she just had a heart attack, and I gave her the pills and everything just like I was supposed to, but mm-hmm. she died. Okay, so you gave her the pills. She had a heart attack, and you gave her the pills, and then she still died. Unpack that a little bit for me. The pills didn't work, doctor. I don't know. You're the doctor, not me. I'm a judge, okay, Judge so, Richard Thornton. So <laughs> how do you think she died? Because that's how this goes. Of a heart attack? All right, good enough for me. Right, right, right. Put oh, that cool. down on the certificate. Oh, great. Um, I'll take care of this body. Super bummer that your wife died. Um, Thanks. I'm not yeah, going to do any I'm further real torn up about it. I'm so sad. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, turn turn this bad boy into the What did you say you are going to write on the death certificate? Heart bad. Heart bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm perfect. That sounds good enough. Heart bad anus okay. worse. <laughs> I'm assuming the anus played into it somehow. Probably that. I don't know. Yeah, it was a real bummer. You're the doctor. It was probably the most fucked up part about her body. Uh, that yeah. and the cuticles. I. You're a doctor. You've seen some shit. I sure have. Yeah. And if I've ever seen a person who died of a heart attack uh, with a pillow balanced perfectly on top of their face, it's this lady right here. So we're, good. Right. we're squared away. We're okay. good. Okay. Um, well, thank you for coming. I mean, you're welcome. And I'll see you when I see you. I guess. Maybe it's... At the memorial service? Yes, you will be invited to the memorial service. Good, okay. Mm-hmm. I love I love, I love, love a free coffee and donut situation. <laughs> we'll see about that. You're very cheap. I'm leaving. Bye. Now that the doctor was gone, there was no need for me to pretend to be sorry anymore. I was super psyched about my wife being dead, so psyched that I immediately started to go over to Margaret's apartment. I was, I had a skip in my step, and uh, I was giddy like a schoolboy, uh, but then I realized somebody was following me. His steps got faster and faster. I turned around. Hey, uh, who are you? Judge Richard Thornton. <laughs> uh, I recognize that voice. Step into the light so I can see you. Surprised to see me, or are you seeing me? Is it me, or am I an apparition? John Spencer? Is it? But you're dead. You'll pay for this. Ever since you planted that idea in my head, You'll pay for this. This can't be. It is. Uh, uh. Speechless, aren't you? Yes. I'm going to go run away and tell the police. <laughs> click, 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 click. All uh, right, sir, why don't you try to remain calm and, uh, and just uh, tell me what you saw. I'm telling you, I saw somebody, but he was dead. You, 
You saw a corpse? No, I saw, uh, he, I saw a man who was following me and he talked to me, but he's a dead man. I know it. I know he's dead because I sentenced him to, self, to death myself. I'm a judge. Judge Richard Thornton. <laughs> Sir, you realize that there are murders and robberies happening all across the city right now. Oh, yeah, and this guy is probably doing them. He's a dead man come back to life. You need to get on this. <laughs> it was crazy. I barely got away. So you, 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 you called the police because you think you saw a ghost. I know I saw a ghost. Are you taking me seriously? What, what, are you, what do you expect me to do with that information, sir? Track him down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that's outside of our wheelhouse. Okay, well... Uh, <laughs> You're, you, you're not, you're not, uh, you're, uh, you're not fulfilling my expectations of an officer of the law. <laughs> well, this is, a, this is, if you a, can't take care of this, I'll find somebody who can. I, well, that would be my recommendation. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to call, do we have ghostbusters around here? I'm calling them. I don't know, sir. I, you know, like I said, I mainly handle, you know, homicide, robbery, um, uh, the paranormal isn't really part of my skill set. Okay. Well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, I... Hey, you know what I'm going to go do right now? Mr. Mr. Officer Guy? I, I, would, I, would, I would watch your tone if I were I'm, you, sir. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go bang this hot nurse. So, sit on that. Uh, you know how to... You, know, I did, you feel, you feel I tough, I don't arrest you for wasting my time. Oh, yeah, I'm a judge, so do what you want to do, you know? Are you trying to escalate this situation? No. All right, well, I'm getting a lot of mixed signals from you, <laughs> to be honest. Okay, yeah, I, I, I went over the line. I don't want, to, I don't want any trouble. W would you please leave, sir? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> I went over to Margaret's house. Uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I got there. Ding dong. <laughs> well, hey there. Margaret, it's me. Yeah, I can, I can see that, but babe. I couldn't talk to Margaret because across the street, I saw the dead man, John Spencer, leaning against the hey, wall. Hey, babe. <laughs> babe. Uh, would you mind just giving me a kiss or something? Like, you didn't even look at me. No, I can't. Um, there's a there's a man over there leaning across the... He's been following me. See, look, there he is. That's why I'm distracted. Uh, I see a telephone pole, and I see a cute little puppy dog, and oh, a lot of He's the man leaning against no, the there's, wall. No, there's no man. You can't see him? No, I mean, there, I, there's nothing to see. <sighs> Maybe I was crazy. Yeah, I, you probably are pretty crazy. Stop. One sec. I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> Just normal, normal talking to myself. I'd, saw, I'd seen the dead man, and I turned away to talk to Margaret, and when I looked back, he was gone. Hey, babe, do you want, it? Just, you want a glass of water in the middle of your narrative? Or Yes. All right. So Thank you. Get You're a really good nurse. Yeah, of course. Continue, continue. Okay. Um, that was mostly it. Uh, oh, <laughs> gosh. I Maybe I was crazy. I had to go see Dr. Thornton. I mean, I'm sorry. That's me. Uh, maybe I was crazy. <laughs> I had to go see Dr. Fletcher. That's right. I'm Fletcher. You're Thornton. Okay. Now let's Got get it. started. Yeah. Uh, you said, okay, so you've told me all the ghosty stuff. And then you said as he, as he moved away from you, he went, Click, 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 click. Yeah, that's right. It was a weird noise. Was he like on a bike with a playing card pinned to one of the That's spokes? what it sounded like, but he was definitely just standing by himself. I think no he bike? just no bike. I think he just made that noise with his mouth. Or maybe it was his shoes or something. Maybe he had clicky ah, shoes. Oh, tap shoes. Yeah, okay. that maybe he's a tap dancer. I don't know. That's the point is clue. I saw a ghost of a man and I think I'm going crazy. 
Okay, so uh, while I do I, I do dabble in paranormal investigation, I'm kind of the go-to guy for that shit Oh, in good. This You're town. not like that stupid policeman. No, uh, <laughs> but I'm also not a ghostbuster because as, as, as I've come Damn. to learn, that name is copyrighted. Okay. Um, so I'm more like a ghost guy. Okay, got it. Well, hey, can you help me out? Well, um, wh- while I do love the paranormal, um, your retelling of the ghost encounter is so thinly fabricated. You also mentioned but that the real. ghost you saw looks very similar to the man you think it to be the ghost of, but he had like a little bit of a different nose and his eyes were shaped differently and he had like a different haircut and also was like three inches shorter and 20 pounds heavier. So I'm thinking that it's possible you just saw a different guy. Nope, same guy. If that's what you're married to. Same guy. If that's 100%. what you're married to. That's I'm crazy and I saw the ghost of a dead man. Why would that be the case, doctor? Well... I think that you're projecting a little bit. What do you, you mean? you want to know the truth about it. Um, so, um, <clears throat> when there was talk of coffee and donuts on the table, I was like, right. yeah, sure, the wife died of a heart attack. Let's let's just call it at that, right? right. Get myself a little free brec- breakfast and just kind of wash my hands and feet of this whole thing. Okay. But then after the memorial service, when you provided but a tawdry offering of donut holes <laughs> and... <laughs> Watered down iced tea. Hey, you know I what? Was it's less it's a advice. memorial. It's not a goddamn buffet, doctor. <laughs> well, I'm just saying okay. that basically. Well, yeah, get to the point. Basically, you're trying to make this out like your shit don't stink, and let me let me tell you, brother, it does. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Uh, I straight up think you killed your wife. I think it was super weird that there was a pillow precariously balanced on her face when I walked in. That's not typical of a heart attack. What? Uh, yeah, and I That is preposterous. No, uh, you're the person who thinks he saw a ghost, uh, when really it was just, just like a guy on a bike with a car. No, it it. was not. It was the ghost of a dead man, but you think I killed my wife. Yes. Was there any sign of a struggle? Was there any, uh, like, uh, marks or or anything? I'm not a detective. I'm a judge, Judge Richard Thornton, but... (laughs) Was there anything to indicate a, 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 a murder? Of course well, not. Well, well, usually with a heart attack, we don't see increased severity in anal prolapse, and there was significant extra prolapsion. God damn, I knew that anal prolapse would come to get me. That well, booty hey, hole was hanging down to her knees, dude. This is, uh, uh, well, you, hey, you already made the death certificate that says it was a heart attack. Well, and that's- I'm calling for an autopsy. What? You're getting an autopsy on my wife? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Can't you be convinced otherwise? Nope. I'm pretty married to that. Uh, let me get this. Uh, let me grab this fucking paperweight. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't yeah. have any papers to weigh down. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here I come. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you going to use it as a doorstop? <laughs> <laughs> Guess again. Shit. Uh, uh, are you going to Are you going to juggle it? Yeah, that's right. You got too many papers that need to be holding down. You got this big, heavy paperweight, and I can't let you. It was foolish of me to get such a big paperweight. Yeah, I know the, that now. Yeah, now I'm going to kill you, doctor, if that wasn't no, clear. No, I, I should have collected smaller paperweights. Yeah, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Uh, I I dropped a bloody paperweight to the ground. It landed with a hard thud. Man, that thing was heavy. How many papers did this doctor have? (laughs) 
I was, my mind was all over the place. I just overreacted. I killed the doctor right then and there. Uh, my fingerprints were all over the paperweight. I had no time to hide the body. Uh, I panicked. I should have waited and, and killed him later or something. Um, I, now I, I, was, I was freaked out. I had nowhere to run. I had no one to turn to except Margaret. She was my love. She would help me. I ran, I ran back to her house uh, to see if she, to, 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 to tell her what happened. And I, I told her the whole story. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't really know what to do with all this. There's like a lot of murder on your hands here. Um, why'd you come here? Because you have to, I, I thought you, you have to help me, Margaret. Why would I help you with this? What? Because we're in love. I just want to clarify, I don't think I ever once said I loved you. I think I called what? you babe like twice, maybe. Margaret, I killed my wife for you. I definitely did not ask you yes, to do that. Yes, you did. You said it with your eye. You implied it. I mean, I may have winked, but that's just, like our, that's just like our thing. You winked and you said wink. I said, my wife is going to die soon. You said, no, I don't think she will. Wink. What am I supposed to take that as? I thought that's just how we flirted. Oh, are you kidding me? I definitely didn't think you were going to go and actually kill your wife. I did, and then I killed the doctor, Dr. Fletcher. Now, can you just explain to me why you killed the doctor, I too? had to. He was going to order an autopsy. You, but you couldn't have just let the guy order an autopsy? No, because Like then, he had to die for that? Then it would... It, uh, then it, This makes sense. He would find out that my wife had a, didn't have a heart attack, and then I would get in trouble for murdering my wife. Oh, okay. That one's pretty reasonable, yeah, honestly. So, I'll give you that one. Okay, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you have to help me somehow. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna just maybe lay we can run away yeah. to Mexico. Mexico. Well, Mexico's on the table, maybe. Okay. What, hey. what part? Um, I actually really like Oaxaca. I have some family friends over there. Let's go. Let's leave right now. Nah, this doesn't Fuck. seem like. Yeah, no. Um, I think that I'm gonna probably instead just turn you in and then just buy like a cheap ticket on Spirit Airlines to Oaxaca instead. What? Yeah, I don't Spirit know. Spirit Airlines, a terrible airline. It's true, but you fired me. I thought I'd throw that out one more time. Did you keep bringing that up? <laughs> You're not really going to call the cops on me. No, 100% I am. Please, yeah. no. Yeah, no, sorry. God, where's a paperweight when you need one? <laughs> um, well, let me just get the door really fast before I fucking turn you in. Uh, I'll wait here. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Is he here? Oh yeah, he's in here. <laughs> let's unveil this. All right, let's let's lay it down. Surprise! Huh? <laughs> what the? John Spencer? No. No. It's John Spencer's older, shorter, heftier brother, Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Me and Margaret and my glass eye and my huffy old school bike with the card in it and the salt and pepper tap shoes. You did I've have been a bike. Planning this the whole time. You were the one who confronted me on the street. That's right. With that click-clack sound. I wanted to haunt you. Even though it wasn't a ghost, I was still able to haunt you. Ah, oh, it's that noise again. And, 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 Margaret, what part did you play in all this? Well, uh, you kind of killed my love. Like, we had been together for three whole weeks. Who? Yeah, you know, John Spencer. Love of my life. That's why I look so damn familiar to you. That's where I'd seen you before. Yeah. <laughs> you were the, the girl he talked about who he just started seeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we matched on Tinder. Oh. You ever use that? No. Yeah, it's, it's all right. You took away my only brother. Did, uh, did, did Spencer know about this? 
That's what I'm concerned about right now. Did Spencer know about this? Well, when you pretty much egged him on to this, this is actually more like your idea, really. What? Like, we were all just going to let it slide, but then you were like, do you have any last-minute revenge plans? And we're like, you know what? That's actually, like, it's a pretty, I pretty knew good it. idea. I knew he had a revenge plan. I knew I no, could see it in his eyes. I mean, it was definitely your idea. Same old story. No. Judge <laughs> condemns a man to death, and he concocts Judge a revenge plan. Judge condemns himself to death. As she said, this is all your idea. Yeah, we just thought you had a really good plan, honestly. You guys made this revenge plan and made me kill my wife and the doctor, and now I'm just where John Spencer was when I condemned him to death. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Just going to wait for the cops, I guess. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go give him a little ring. <sighs> I'm going to shuffle off the buffalo. I sat there waiting for the cops, and I realized what a cruel irony all these turns of events had been. I thought back to the trial, remembering how... Hey, uh, hey Richard. Yeah, what? Oh, oh, hey. Do you want a glass of water while you wait? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Oh, hey, and I also wanted to say, uh, just one last time, please show me mercy. Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there sipping my glass of water, thinking of my dead wife, um, her horrible anus, and how tragic all this had been, how I'd heartlessly condemned Spencer to death, along with countless other souls, none of whom I'd shown any mercy for. Spencer had said, or maybe I just made this up in my mind when I was thinking about how he probably wanted revenge on me, had said, um, boy, now someday you'll be in the same position as me, and now here I um, here I was. Yeah, it was definitely you that said that. Nobody else All did. Right. Margaret, okay. Fuck. Well, going to going to going to court now. The 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 judge has been become the uh accused. Well, Richard, you know it's been it's been fun. It's been real. A nice short little tryst we had. Uh you kind of reminded me of dad, of my dad, so uh we almost had a shot, but hey, fuck Margaret, you. Do you this is a crazy idea. Do you want to... We got like 10 minutes till the cop gets here. Do you want to make out before they get here? Just one last time, for old time's sake. Yeah, it was mostly All fun. right. <laughs> well, that certainly was a sordid tale full of twists and turns and lots of information about the relationship between uh, heart conditions and prolapsed anuses. And what did we learn? Many valuable lessons, such as if you invite your doctor to your wife's funeral. Don't skimp on the catering. Don't use paperweights that are too large than you need. And use the right murder weapon, like an axe, such as the fine axes made by Woodman's Axes. Remember, this podcast has been sponsored by Woodman's Axes. Well, murder fans, until next time, this is your humble announcer, Brian Rubinow, signing off.
Good evening, Crease. Tonight, your mystery playhouse invites you to listen to Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Come on out, Mr. Host. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you through the squeaking door. Well, been shopping around for a nice case of murder? Of course you have. And you've come to the right place because the characters on this program simply kill themselves to keep you amused. Why, only the other day we were accused of making murder our business. But we wouldn't do that, friend. Oh, no. Because that would be mixing business with pleasure. And we consider it a pleasure to give some stiff the business. <laughs> and now, friends, tonight's story is a triangle tale concerning a man, a woman, and a murderer. You've heard it said that those who laugh last laugh best. But we're going to prove that it never pays to get into a laughing contest with a ghost. Because ghosts always get the last laugh. I know he's dead. Body's been in the grave for weeks. Yet, although I tell myself it's impossible, I can hear him laugh. That raucous, mocking sound haunts me. Same laughter I heard for the first time in the courtroom. He had never laughed during all the weeks of the trial. Never even smiled. This day, when he came before me for sentencing. John Spencer, you have been found guilty of murder in the first degree. You wish to make a statement before sentence is imposed? I killed Hicks. I'm willing to admit it now. But he was no good. He got just what he deserved. And everybody knows it. I'm not a killer. I never committed a crime before. And all I ask now is a chance. John Spencer, the jury took all that into consideration when it recommended life imprisonment. However, I have the power to ignore that recommendation. It is my firm conviction that to allow one man to take the law into his own hands is to encourage others to do likewise. I therefore override the recommendation of the jury and sentence you to be hung by the neck until dead. No. Judge, please. I've got a girl. We were going to be married. All I ask is to live so I can see her once in a while. You should have thought of that before you committed murder. It's easy for you to tell me what I should have done. But you won't always be on top. Maybe someday you'll be down here where I am. When that happens, I hope they throw the book at you just like you're doing to me. Bailiff, remove the prisoner. Won't I be laughing when that happens? Wherever I am, I'll be laughing fit to buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Prisoner pleads innocence or guilty with good cause. Asks mercy. When clemency is refused, condemned man curses judge and hopes that judge will someday find himself in a similar plight. 
Spencer's outburst failed to move me in the slightest. I'd heard it many times before. I went home to forget about the Spencer case. Yes, dear. I'll come in as soon as I've freshened up. Come right now. I've been waiting here all day. Surely it's not too much to ask for you. All right, all right, Laura. I'm coming. Richard, I want you to meet my new nurse, Margaret Cummings. This is Judge Thornton, Miss Cummings. How do you do? Miss Cummings, haven't we met before? That's hardly likely. It's probably my face. It's so ordinary. On the contrary, Miss Cummings. I should say your face is rather unusual. Richard, suppose you stop that silly chatter about faces and talk to Miss Cummings about her duties. Very well. Come into my study, Miss Cummings. We can talk better there. Uh, sit down, please. There's not much to say, really. In the first place, my wife's heart condition isn't really dangerous. Yes, I gathered that from Dr. Fletcher. Oh, he told you about my wife, eh? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you're a professional person, nurse, and I believe in frankness. It makes things easier. My wife is 11 years my senior, getting on past middle age. She, uh, is a bit worried. Not that I give her any grounds for it. Jealous. You understand? Perfectly. She's not an easy person to get along with. You'll have to humor her. I'll do my best. And, uh, Miss Cummings. Yes. I was just wondering where it was that I saw you before. It escapes me. You know, Miss Cummings, your face is rather haunting. That was how it began. We played a game during those first few weeks. I would ask... Miss Cummings, where was it that I first saw you? Don't you remember yet? No, I don't. Well, I do. And someday, if you're nice, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we would laugh together. Having the girl in the house made me feel young again. Didn't last. It ended one evening in Laura's room. Richard. Yes, dear. Put down that newspaper. I want to talk to you. I'm listening. Don't you think you're going a bit too far, Richard? Too far? What do you mean? I mean Miss Cummings. Oh. I won't stand for it. I won't allow you to disgrace me in my own home with a woman who's little more than a turn. Oh, Laura, for heaven's sake. I may be a bedridden invalid, but there is a limit. You're jumping to ridiculous conclusions, Laura. Ridiculous, am I? I suppose you'll deny you're in love with Miss Cummings. That you've been carrying on with her right under my nose. Certainly I'll deny it. I've got eyes, Richard. I've seen you two whispering together. I've watched how you look. Oh, at you're her. talking out of nonsense. There's nothing between me and Miss Cummings. Nothing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, then, I'll give you a chance to prove what you say. I don't want Miss Cummings here. Dismiss her. You want me to dismiss her? Yes, Richard. I do. <laughs> Cummings, I... Well, this is going to be rather unpleasant. You see, my wife... Yes, I know. She wants me to leave. Yes, 
How did you know? I couldn't help overhearing the conversation. Well, then you also know why she wants you to leave. Yes. But you warned me when I first came here that she was jealous. It's been very pleasant having you here. Thank you. I'm going to miss you. Uh, Miss Cummings, uh, could I have your home address? Of course. Why do you want it? I hope you won't think me presumptuous, but... Well... Perhaps we might be able to see each other. Would that be wise? No, it wouldn't be wise. But I might as well face it. I couldn't hide it from Laura, and... Now I can't hide it from myself. I love you, Miss Cummings. Not a heard Spencer's laugh for the first time since the day in the courtroom. I set it down as a figure of the imagination born out of a feeling of guilt due to my disloyalty to Laura. I put it out of my mind. I had other things to think about. The slip of paper with Margaret Cummings' address on it was in my pocket. A dozen times during the next week, I picked the telephone to call her, but something held me back. Fear, I guess. Fear that if I saw her again, I would be taking a final irrevocable step. And then I couldn't stand it any longer without seeing her. I dialed her number. Hello? Is that you, Margaret? Yes, who is this? Well, this is Richard. Richard? Judge Thornton. Oh, hello. How are you? It's been so long, I thought you'd forgotten me. There's little chance of that. Could I see you tonight, Margaret? Why, yes, of course. Come over as soon as you like. I dressed carefully. Examining myself in the mirror, I saw a tall man, still on the right side of 50. Still trim in figure and distinguished in appearance. When I got to Margaret's apartment, my heart was beating fast. Like a boy on his first date. Somehow, I don't know quite how it happened. She was in my arms. I was kissing her. Oh, Richard. My darling. Oh, no, we're being foolish. Sit down, darling. Here, beside me. Like it? That's perfect. Would you marry me? Mary? You can't be serious. I was never more in earnest in my life. Aren't you forgetting a little detail? No. I'm not forgetting about Laura. She has a weak heart. She may die. And if she does... I wouldn't count on it. Your wife takes very good care of herself. She may live to be a hundred. But if she should die, would you marry me? I don't know. It's not fair to ask me now. Not while your wife is still alive. Ask me later. Oh, Richard. You have a pleasant evening at the club? I didn't go to the club, Laura. No? No. I lied to you. 
I spent the evening with Margaret Cummings. Richard. You were right. I'm in love with her. I never knew what love meant before. I can't live without her. You're mad. You don't know what you're saying. I want a divorce, Laura. Divorce? No. I want it immediately. You can't do this to me. Oh, Oh, my heart. What? Now see what you've done. Laura. Oh, shock. My pills, Richard. Give them to me. Hurry. Hurry, Richard. I knew she was Uh, pretending the heart attack. Oh, Hoping to play on my sympathy. That was Laura's uh, favorite trick. It always worked before. uh, Not this time. This time I would pretend until I was ready to act. uh, I gave her the pills. Watched her take them and sink back in the pillow. Oh. Thank you, Richard. Feel better now? Yes, dear, much better. I don't know what I'd have done without you here. I would have died. Oh, Richard, say you didn't mean what you said before. Don't you see I couldn't go on living without you? You won't have to, Laura. Then you won't leave me for that girl. I'll take care of you. Here. Let me make you more comfortable. Pillow needs rearranging. Yes, it does. Richard, what are you doing? I'm fixing the pillow. I don't say I still... Stop twisting around. This is much different from a heart attack. Laura? She's dead. Dr. Fletcher? Yes? Uh, this is Judge Thornton. Please come quickly, Doctor. My wife has had a... a heart attack. It happened during an argument. Hmm? It was nothing important, Doctor. Just a domestic quarrel. And suddenly she had the attack. I, I gave her the pills, but by that... Well, by that time it was too late. I'd only known that a condition had become so dangerous. Oh, Judge, you've nothing to reproach yourself for. These things happen. Will you take care of the formalities, Doctor? Oh, yes, of course. The, the death certificate? I'll list the cause as failure of the heart. There was no need to act the part of the stricken husband after Dr. Fletcher left. I stood looking down at Laura's body. She was dead. And Dr. Fletcher's certificate would clear me of any suspicion of murder. I was free. Free to marry Margaret. Margaret's apartment that night. The street was dark. Empty. I had the uncomfortable feeling that I was being watched. Followed. Then I heard footsteps behind me. I hurried my pace. And the man behind me did likewise. Frightened as I was, I decided to stop and confront the follower. He came toward me. 
His face and figure shadowy in the dark. What do you want? Why are you following me? You ought to know, Judge Thornton. Who are you? Come closer so I can... Spencer. John Spencer. It can't be. You're dead. Dead, am I? Well, you ought to know, Judge. <laughs> now, take it easy, mister. Take it easy. Now, just tell me what happened. I was being followed, officer. So I turned around to see who it was. And did you see who it was? Yes. And that's why I fainted. The man following me was a dead man. He was a... What's that? The man following me is dead. I know he's dead, officer. I ought to run you in. You are crazy. I had intended to tell Margaret that Laura was dead. I meant to ask her to marry me. But the encounter on the street drove those thoughts out of my mind. Arriving at her apartment, I went directly to the window and looked out. And there, across the street, leaning against the wall, I saw John Spencer. Richard, I'm insulted. What? You didn't kiss me. You haven't even said hello. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, dear. That man across the street. He can't be real. And yet, if he isn't... What man, Richard? Don't you see him? No, there's no one across the street. <laughs> it was there a moment ago. I turned my head to talk to you and... Now he's gone. Darling, you're trembling. You must be sick. Don't look at me like that. Richard, what's the matter? I... I guess I am sick. I'd better go and have a talk with Dr. Fletcher. Yes, I remember the Spencer case very well, Judge Norton. You could have spared Spencer's life, but didn't. And now you imagine that he follows you? Yes. But the man is dead. Then it was his ghost that followed me. His ghost I spoke to. His ghost that laughs. There are no ghosts, Judge Thornton. With one exception. The ghosts we carry about inside us. What do you mean? Well, these things you hear and see. These are hallucinations brought on by feelings of guilt. Spencer's been dead for weeks. So the question is, why should you experience guilt feelings at this late date? I don't know. Well, psychiatry has an explanation. Quite often, in such cases, one refuses to face the guilt object and transfers his guilt feeling to some other person. What are you driving at? I'm suggesting that your guilt feelings are not caused by the Spencer incident. And I'm going to ask you a blunt question. Did you murder your wife? Why, of all the idiots... Now, just a moment, Judge. Just a moment. I've been rather uneasy about the circumstances of... Mrs. Thornton's death. But you yourself diagnosed it as a heart attack. I accepted what you told me that night. A superficial examination of the body did indicate such a conclusion. Yes, but your wife's cardiac condition was mild. Now, your guilt feelings lead me to suspect... This murder talk is ridiculous. Were there any signs of struggle? Any marks of violence? Of course not. Mrs. Thornton might have been suffocated. Oh, nonsense. Perhaps. At any rate, I intend to recommend to the coroner that an autopsy be performed. An autopsy? Yes, it would determine whether or not death was due to suffocation. You should have no objection if I am mistaken. You meddling fool. Judge Thornton, put down that paper. You are so clever. Stay away from me. Come on. Oh. 
I've gone too far now to stop at another. My oh. I lost my head. I should have agreed to the odyssey. That would have given me a day or two in which to plan my escape. But now, as things were, it would be only a matter of hours before Fletcher's body was discovered. My thoughts twisted and turned in panic. Maybe someday you'll be down here where I am. Won't I be laughing when that happens? Wherever I am, I'll be laughing fit to bust. <laughs> I ran. Ran like a frightened child. I needed help. And there was no one to turn to. Margaret. She loved me. She'd help me. I went to Margaret and told her what had happened. You killed your wife. For you. So we could be married. And then Dr. Fletcher. I had to kill her, Margaret. He was going to recommend an odyssey. Why did you come We've here? got to run away. We still have an hour or two. If we could charter a plane to Canada or Mexico. What makes you think I'd run away with you? I thought you loved me. Don't be stupid. I'm going to turn you over to the police. Margaret, you can't mean that. Can I just watch me? Margaret, listen before you pick up that phone. Even if you don't love me, even if you won't go away with me, give me a chance. Have mercy. You make me laugh. Judge Thornton, who never gave anybody else a break, pleading for mercy. Well, turn around and ask the man behind you for mercy. Behind That's right. Spencer. John Spencer. Take another look, Judge. No. No, you're not John Spencer. There's a resemblance, but you're not John Spencer. I'm his brother. You're the man that was following me. That's right. I was tricked. Led on by Margaret to kill my wife. And forced by you to betray myself to Dr. Fletcher. But why? Why, Margaret? Why did you do this? For revenge. Revenge? Yes. The first day I came to your house, you thought my face was familiar. Well, now I'll tell you where it was that you first saw me. It was in the courtroom at John Spencer's trial. Courtroom. Yes, yes. Yes, remember how he begged for mercy? He told you he had a girl, that he was engaged to be married, and you could have given him his life, but you sentenced him to his death. For, for you, the girl? Yes. Spencer, did he know about this? All this was his plan, his revenge. Hello, operator. Give me police headquarters. I want to report a murder. Yes, that's right, a murder. Tell them it's very important to get here as soon as they can. I'm waiting now for the police to come. For the trial. For the sentence which I know will be death. As I wait, my thoughts go back to the courtroom. You won't always be on top. Maybe someday you'll be down here where I am. And when that happens, I'll be laughing. <laughs> well, Judge Thornton certainly misjudged Margaret Cummings, which was a grave mistake. Well, he didn't have the ghost of a chance with her. Uh, she double-crossed him right into the graveyard. Oh, a word of caution. If you must commit a murder, be sure to select the proper weapon. I suggest a sharp-edged axe, because it provides you with a handy alibi. 
When the police want to know why you did it, you can claim the killing was accidental. <laughs> well, good night and thank you, Poison Puss, for your inner sanctum story, tonight's performance in the mystery playhouse. Until next time, creep. Good night. Sleep time.